Welcome to the Business Case for Women's Sports, where we explore every corner of the women's sports industry, from the field to the front office. I'm Caroline Fitzgerald, and I'm here to prove that it's good business to be in the business of women's sports. So let's get after it. Our guest today is Jenny Wynn. Jenny is the founder of The Sports Bra, a bar and restaurant in Portland, Oregon, that is dedicated to exclusively showing women's sports. Welcome to the show, Jenny. Thank you, Carolyn. Thanks for having me. It's such a pleasure to have you here. I have to start by saying congratulations on your recent opening. It's so exciting. How are you feeling about everything? Oh, man, I am just thrilled. Um, Slightly overwhelmed. We've been really, really busy, but the outpouring of support has just been incredible. Like, I cannot tell you uh, how amazing everything has been from the people who walk through the doors to just people from across the country or even other countries um, messaging me, you know, on Instagram, Facebook, just going to our website. It's just been incredible. I'm really, really overwhelmed with, yeah, just joy at, at, at how well received the sports bra has been. It's amazing. And it's all the recognition is so well deserved. And Jenny, correct me if I'm wrong. Is the sports bra the only women's sports bar in the nation or in the world? As far as I know, on my amateur Google searches, that is true. That's from my own amateur Google searches. That's what I found as well. So it's great. Thank you. I know it's something that people in the women's sports community have been kind of yelling about for a long time. Like we need a women's sports bar. We need one. And you actually stepped up. And I know um, from listening to some of your previous interviews, you and your, your group of friends and colleagues have had the thought for a long time, but you actually made it happen um, and brought the sports bra to life. So, you know, I, I'd love to just start there and hear how did you come up with the idea to create this space? And from there, <laughs> what did it look like to actually make it happen? Sure. I mean, so I think that the idea is really, I mean, once, once it, the sports bra happened, everyone kind of had that aha moment, like, of course, you know, like, why didn't I think of that? Or how does this not exist already? And so that's when you know that there is a void or a need for something. And so, you know, just me or I, just like anyone else noticed that there's a need for the space and I didn't really pursue it at all until, you know, what happened in 2020, I was in between jobs. I wasn't really, I didn't really have any goals in mind. I was kind of like just on my laurels a little bit, trying to figure out, Oh, what do I want to do next? Uh, No big deal. And then, you know, everything that happened in 2020 happened and it kind of forced me uh, as well as many other people to reevaluate what was important, what they wanted to do, how they wanted to move forward in the world. And so when that, when 2020 happened, it gave me a chance to really think about what I wanted and who I was, what I'm good at. And I was just like, you know, all of my experience has been in kitchens cooking. So, okay, like I can cook. What else can I do with that? And it wasn't until, you know, my girlfriend was just like, hey, you know how we always joked about the sports bra? Um, Why don't you do that? 
And then she kind of planted the seed. And once that seed was planted, it was like, you know, seeing how it kind of tied a lot of my life together and like my experiences and also what was kind of happening in the world made sense. And so I was just like, okay, maybe this can work. And what I want people to know is that the, what, what we have now as the sports bra is not what the concept started out as. It has been like a really organic growth. And so when people talk to me about the sports bra and how it's like, it embodies so many things. I didn't, I didn't create it like that. It has been like a growing and it's constantly growing. I'm sure it'll grow into other fashions as well, but like, I'm not a genius by any means. My main goal was to open a a women's sports bar where we could come and celebrate women's sports. And that was it. Like that's plain and simple. Um, And then when it got to like me writing the menu, then I started to think about, oh, my experiences as a female chef, you know, in a male dominated, again, that's a male dominated um, environment. I saw how women in the food and beverage industries were often overlooked. And so I was like, hey, this is my own place. Like this is where I could probably, you know, reach across the aisle and be like introducing and highlighting women, purveyors, vendors, you know, spirit makers, brewers, all of those things. And so that wasn't part of the original concept. It it came while I was writing the menu. And I was like, hey, you know, I've been friends with this female rancher out in Eastern Oregon for years. I would love if I could, you know, use her beef at my restaurant. And, And then I was like, oh, hey, you know, there's this great women's distillery, women owned and run distillery, which is one of like a handful of in the entire country. And it happens to be right here in Northwest Portland, you know, in our backyard. So it was like these little things that kind of I added later on. And then, you know, the idea of making the bar um, all ages came later as well in the, in the planning. So, um, you know, I was writing my business plan and figuring it out and, you know, I was reading it reading what I had to my girlfriend. And she was just like, man, can you imagine if we had a place like this when we were little? And if our parents took us to a place like this, how, how, how much it would have impacted us and to like feel represented and feel like a place where we belonged. And like, right then I was just like, man, let's, let's make it all ages. And then we can get little kids in here to watch women play sports. And then that opened up a whole other avenue of um, how important it is to expose young girls to uh, like professional women athletes or even like college athletes to show them that they can continue to um, play sports outside of elementary school or, you know, the around that time of, you know, between 14 and 16 girls drop out at really high rates um, because they just don't see a future for themselves. And so like the, the building of the idea of the sports bra has, is constantly um, changing and adding to uh, kind of what, what our mission is. Um, and so I, I just want people to know that it didn't start out like as this grand idea that I had and it was just perfect the way it was. It was, it was something really simple, putting women's sports on TV and then just constantly trying to learn and add pieces to that. That's amazing. A constant theme, it sounds like you followed throughout all of this was always centering women and women's lived experience. You started with that and then everything you've done has just layered on top of that. It's how can you create the ideal space for women to not just experience sport, but really to experience life. And I think that's very special. Thank you. Yeah. So you touched on this 
You talked about the menu and I know (laughs) your background is in the restaurant industry. You're a chef. So I know you've done some really interesting things with the menu. So when you walk into the sports bra, you're not just going to find nachos and tater tots only on the menu. Um, So can you talk more about the fare that you're offering your patrons? Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, one thing that is kind of a running theme for me for what I want the sports bra to feel like uh, from a customer experience is that like, I want people to feel like this is very familiar or very quote unquote traditional. And then realizing that, you know, it's always the small changes that make a big difference. And so like when you walk into the space, it feels like a sports bar. Um, But then you like look at the TV and we changed, you know, who's playing or you look at the posters or the trophies or the flags and they're for women's sports or women athletes. Um, And the same thing, I wanted to kind of translate that to the menu. I'm not reinventing the wheel by any means. It is like pub food, like sports bar food. We got burgers, we got nachos, we got tater tots. Um, we have wings uh, and just, you know, and salads and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, with my culinary background, I, I really wanted it to be fresh and to highlight some of the women vendors that we have. And so I really believe that, you know, you can make these items really delicious by starting with great ingredients. So, for example, like I mentioned, the beef is 100% grass-fed beef, and it speaks for itself. You know, we don't need to like doctor it up with a bunch of crazy stuff, although you you can. Um, But like, so highlighting those ingredients is important to me. And then also, um, you know, I have friends that are dairy-free, gluten-free, vegan, vegetarian. You know, my girlfriend and I, when we dine out, we try to be gluten dairy-free. So these are all things that we remember going to sports bars and being like, shoot, all we can eat is French fries, or, you know, there aren't very many options that are for us. And so obviously when writing the menu, I wanted to hit all of those things where it's like, okay, it is, it feels like your regular standard pub fare, but it, it's fresher. It's made in house. Um, it's using really great ingredients. Um, and then it also has the ability to be, you know, to fit those other dietary needs. Because again, for me, Like having been, you know, I was born and raised in Portland, having been queer and Asian in a city that is predominantly white and has a history of, you know, white supremacy and those things, feeling represented and uh, included in spaces is kind of in the forefront of my mind all the time. And if you ask, I think, any person of color, they're going to say that. And so I want to be intentional in my business of being inclusive and hopefully helping people to feel like they belong there. And so when they ask for something like, Hey, can I get these nachos, uh, dairy free? I can be like, yeah, we actually have a vegan cheese sauce that we make in house. Um, and then it doesn't feel like, you know, that they're not being represented or whatever. Um, so yeah, I think that, uh, a lot of my business model is to try to do as much as possible with intention and it's harder and sometimes not as cost effective but I think that it's it's important to um, keep in mind that nowadays people are often buying things with their conscience 
you know? So if they align with a place or something like that, they're willing to spend money there. They're willing to invest in that. Um, and so, you know, I think, I think it's a good, I think it's a great trade-off. I love it. As a vegetarian women's sports fan, I'm already looking up flights to come have dinner at the sports bra. Mm-hmm. Um, the big question I have had in my mind for a while is the name because I'm obsessed with it. I think it's so perfect. Can you tell us about how you landed on the sports bra as the name of this space that you've created? (laughs) Sure. Um, so I feel like it kind of wrote itself. You know what I mean? Like I love puns and I love like innuendos or double entendres, like all of those things. Like my brain kind of works that way. Um, like I love naming things. Like I really, I had a, I had written a menu originally where I had named every item after a famous female athlete, but then I talked to my attorney and she was just like, you can't do that. (laughs) So, um, so we just named everything regular, like a burger and nachos or whatever. But, um, so I'm, my brain is constantly thinking like that just because I think it's hilarious. And maybe I'm the only person who thinks it's hilarious. So I think that a couple days after I had mentioned the idea of maybe like having a sports bar for women, uh, the, the sports bra and the sports bar like popped up and it was just like, so obvious. It's so obvious. And what's funny is like, after we launched, I've had multiple people from all over being like, I thought of that name like five years ago, you know, and just, you know, and, and of course, you know, people think of those things all the time. And so, yeah, it totally makes sense. I also think that women and girls in sports are often over, over sexualized, you know? And so the idea of a sports bra, like this piece of clothing, um, I had a lot of people when I was kind of talking about maybe doing it, they were really put off by the name. And I really wanted to be like, it is a piece of clothing that athletes use to enable them to do what they want to do, to play sports. And so this um, idea of people saying it and it's being printed in papers like across the world or like, uh, you know, we call it the bra here. And so like everyone is just like, oh, the bra, we're going to the bra. And so here you have, it's almost like you're removing the taboo of it. And I think that that's really cool. And I remember when I first launched and I started to get like pieces of mail here, like from the IRS or from like the water bureau. And it said the sports bra on it. I was just, I would like giggle inside. Cause I just thought that that was hilarious. And I just wanted to tell this story. Cause I think it's also very funny last week. I forgot to order some food. And so I went to go pick it up at the warehouse and it's this huge gigantic warehouse. And there's like these guys driving forklifts and everything. I go up to the front counter. I'm like, Hey, I have a pickup for the sports bra. And the person behind the counter picks up the intercom and is like, pick up for the sports bra, pick up for the sports bra. And it is echoing throughout this warehouse. And I just, I just thought that that was great. You know, like we've normalized this thing that might have been kind of taboo or like a weird thing to say. Um, And I, and I think that it almost is like a metaphor for normalizing seeing women on TV like, I don't know. I, I just think like those two things, I, I just think are really great to me. It makes me happy. <laughs> I completely agree. It's, it's a piece of equipment that is essential for a lot of women that play sports. Why should it be something that is taboo or not talked about or hard to find? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so you have a name, you have your menu, you're open, you guys opened, correct me if I'm wrong, you opened for the final four games of the 2020 March Madness tournament. And when you opened, my goodness, you went completely viral in the weeks leading up to it. Pictures I saw from opening day and opening weekend, it looked like you packed the house. Talk to me about that moment when you finally saw all of your hard work come to fruition. What was that like for you welcoming people into that space? It, there were so many emotions um, on that day. So many emotions from my own to the people that came. Uh, I really had kind of an out-of-body experience. I don't think that I have ever, like, it was more than I personally could handle. So I literally had to, like, almost remove myself from the situation and just, like, go through the motions of having a restaurant and making sure that everything was all the moving parts were working and, you know, that we were serving great food and like people were happy and, you know, all of those things, but there were so many emotions. Multiple people were crying. Um, I was being hugged and held by like complete strangers and, you know, being told that this was like the best day of their life or that they have been waiting for this their whole lives. And just, it, it was so overwhelming. Um, but what is really interesting to me is that you know, we'd worked for months to create this space with like decor and, you know, fine tuning the recipes and figuring out which beers we wanted and like all of these little details for having a restaurant. But the entire space was transformed as soon as that first person walked in. Like the people inside the building bring what it is that makes the sports bra special. And I really believe that this is more than a women's sports bar. I believe that it's more than a place to get great food and drinks, a place where we have like, you know, we feature women. It's like uh, people have brought like their, their dreams or their past or their mom's past here to celebrate. And I, I just... I feel like there aren't really words to describe it, but when people come to the space, they feel what I'm talking about. And that's why I think it's really important that you can get on a plane this summer and come pay us a visit so you can see for yourself because it really is transformative. And it's not anything that has to do with what, you know, we physically did here, but creating the space for people to be and like be themselves and feel welcome, supported, and celebrate and all of those things is what really what the sports bra really is about. That's special. I know right now I walk into a sports bar, a typical men's sports bar. I kind of walk in ready for battle because I know I'm going to be asking the bartender to put on a women's sports game and I might get some pushback, but I, I can only imagine the feeling of walking into the sports bra and knowing you're in your space with your people that believe in the power of women's sports and how important it is for girls to play sports. And um, I know that, like you said, women's sports fans have been waiting a really long time for a place like the sports bra to come along. Women's sports get less than 10% of media coverage still. So yeah, to come into that space and finally not have to fight and just be among people that have those shared values and are just as 
is happy and grateful and uh, to be there and as supportive women's sports, what a special thing. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm, I'm looking at it from the outside still, you know, where it's just like, it's, it's taken on a life of its own, you know, and I'm just here to like oversee that things go smoothly as smoothly as they can, but it really is, is its own entity. I feel like. I've had a question for you on my mind for a while because we know that women's sports receive not that much media coverage and aren't always broadcast. And there's always this game that you play as a women's sports fan when you're trying to watch women's sports on TV or streaming where you're like, how do I see this link? How do I look this up? Are you worried about getting enough content to show in the sports bar? How are you piecing this together in order to broadcast women's sports uh, in the sports bra all the time for, for women's sports fan to consume? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I am concerned about content for sure. Um, uh, I would say we are constantly trying to find ways to get permission for streaming. And I also want to be like as uh, transparent as possible with the guests and saying that, you know, here we are, a women's sports bar. Our main goal is to show women's sports and we can't do it all the time because it's just not out there. And so to use that as more of like a launching off point for discussion or for change or for even just awareness around the lack of, I think that that's really important. So, um, you know, I think we go into a sports bar and it's 24 seven, whether it's commentary or replays, um, and that just doesn't exist for women's sports yet. And if it, if and when it does, that's what we would do, right? Um, so I think it is a constant battle. And a lot of it, it has to do with no one has ever done this before. So no company, streaming service, league has ever thought about making it available. And so now that, you know, here we are a singular bar that's trying to get access, we can try, we can try to start that conversation with all of these streaming services and leagues and things like that. And then hopefully when there are other sports bars that want that access, it's easier for them to do so. Um, but it is, uh, it is like cutting a path through the jungle. You know what I mean? It is really hard and really, really rocky to do. Um, but somebody's got to do it. And so I, I'm hoping that once we kind of make a trail that other bars and restaurants can follow up and do the same. And it just gets easier and easier and becomes more available and more widespread. Well, I know it's hard work and every single conversation like that, that you have is another little tiny crack in the sports industry's glass ceiling. So thank you for doing it. Cause you are, you're, you're trailblazing a path for more places like the sports bra to come behind you, which is so, so, so important. And that takes me to my next question. What's the plan for the sports bra in the future? I know you just opened. This is a big question to ask, but what I'm really asking is how quickly can we open one in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania? (laughs) Oh man. Um, Yeah. Long-term goals is definitely to have the sports bra in some more major cities across the country. Um, And maybe even outside of the United States. Uh, I've gotten a ton of love from Toronto Holler at you, Shireen. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it is, you know, 
I don't, I definitely don't want to monopolize the idea of a women's sports bar. Like I'm all about other people opening that up. And I'm also all about other sports bars showing women's sports. Like that is the mission is to push that whole agenda forward. Like, I love that. Um, but I do think that, you know, what we've created here is really special and I would love to share that with as many people as possible. And if that means expansion or, and, or franchising that I'm, I'm open to those things. Um, but I want to make sure that PDX is dialed in, um, and that it makes sense, you know, financially to, to do so. And, um, yeah, like I, I definitely, it's on my radar. Um, and it was more of like a three to five year plan, but at this point I'm not entirely sure people want to wait that long. <laughs> so I'm getting a lot of, um, people who are interested. So yeah, it might be, um, it might be slightly sooner than that. I'm not sure if I'm ready, but we, we might just go ahead and, and push forward. I can't say. <laughs> that's, that's a big question to ask, um, one month after you've opened. So, <laughs> um, right, right. whatever comes, I know the whole entire women's sports community is going to be behind you. And, you know, a question I, uh, around that thought, I know you are seeing an out outpouring of support from the women's sports community. Some of that support is coming in the the form of gifts from some women's sports organizations, which I think is so fun. So we're coming to our last couple of questions here, but before we wrap up, I would love to hear more about some of this, this memorabilia and some of these things that have been showing up in your mail at the sports bra. Oh my gosh. It, it, it would, it started before we opened the doors. So from complete strangers, I would be in here working on something and, you know, FedEx would drop off like four packages and I would open them up and just randomly there would be autographed basketball shoes. There would be an autographed poster or, you know, other kinds of memorabilia. It has just been an outpouring of support. And I'm just overwhelmed with, you know, just, and those are just regular people from who knows where, I think Wisconsin, um, Charleston, uh, Florida, there was packages coming from everywhere. Um, and those were just, you know, people who have read about the store, about the sports bra and wanted to con- contribute, which is awesome. I love it. I've almost everything in here is donated and has a story behind it. Like people often would send things with like a letter that told how they got it and why it's important to them to have it in the space. Um, so like that kind of stuff has just been incredible. And then not only that, but more recently I was here on a day off and uh, U.S. USPS came in with a box and it had the sports bra as the address. And then the return address, all it said was Seattle storm. And I was just like, um, what's in here. (laughs) So I opened it up and lo and behold, there is a autographed super Jersey and a replica championship ring. And I was just like, OMG, OMG. And, uh, the, so the decor in the sports bra, we're pretty full. Like our walls are pretty lined. And I was like, okay, I'm taking something down to put this up. Like, if it's that good, I'm, I'm, cha- I'm rearranging something. So, uh, like, that kind of stuff has been incredible. Um, and then, you know, we have uh, some local women um, makers here, like shoe companies or clothing companies, that sometimes they just come when we're open and drop off, like, free, free stuff. And they're like, this is for your staff. Or, um, yeah, this is, this, this, we sized you through your interview. (laughs) 
and we got you this. And so like, it has been so, and they don't expect anything in return. It was more like just a gift of gratitude, which I think is just, I like, again, I'm overwhelmed. Like I wasn't anticipating it to be anything like this. So yeah, it, it people have just been so incredibly generous and it just goes to show that you, you invest in something and then you put intention behind it and it comes back a thousandfold. Like I, like, obviously I never did this for any kind of recognition. It was just, you know, to help support the community and all of that thing, all of those things. But, um, yeah, it has, it is just paid back like a thousandfold and I am so, so grateful. That's incredible. Well, Jenny, we've come to our last question, believe it or not. And as you know, the goal of this podcast is to demonstrate to the entire world that it's good business to be in the business of women's sports. And you're really the perfect guest to bring on the show because you have gone all in on women's sports. So as our last question, can you summarize in a few sentences why you think it's good business for brands, business owners, individuals to invest in women's sports? I mean, I feel like it's a no-brainer. When you think about who watches women's sports, we're talking 84% of everybody loves to watch women's sports. I mean, a majority of women's sports fans are men. 51% of women's sports fans are men. And so, like, when you think about, oh, are people interested? Absolutely. Is it obvious? No, because, one, there hadn't been a public space to do so other than like buying a ticket and going to a game. You know what I mean? So I feel like a place like the sports bra can help show people like in a physical, very physical and obvious way that there is demand for it. And again, you have this niche market that hasn't quite been tapped into and you have a captive audience of people who are watching from their phones or sharing and liking online. Um, and, And once you tap into that market, oh my gosh, sky's the limit. 100%. 100%. So well said, Jenny. Uh, and with that, we're we're going to wrap this up. We could continue talking for hours, I'm sure, but I'd prefer to pick up the conversation when I'm in Portland visiting you at the Sports Bras sometime this summer. So thank you so much for coming on the show and for everything you're doing to push women's sports forward. Uh, and I can't wait to check out the Sports Bra myself soon. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Goals Podcast, the business case for women's sports. Leave us a review, check out the show notes, and be sure to follow Goals on Twitter and Instagram for the most up-to-date content on the women's sports industry. And remember, it's simply good business to be in the business of women's sports. 